Hey guys, if you're digging this content, then I want to personally invite you to join our community and join us live every single Monday at 5.30 Central Standard Time. We host what we call our King's Council Growth Calls. Again, every Monday at 5.30 Central Standard Time. Now, these are our calls in which you can actually participate in. We have a variety of guest speakers that range from business experts to church leaders. We coach on leadership, entrepreneurship, and finances. So join us every Monday, 5.30 Central Standard Time, and get to know the community of like mindsetted kingdom entrepreneurs. Text the word KING to 727-472-3860. Again, text the word KING to 727-472-3860. I look forward to meeting you live Mondays at 5.30 Central Standard Time. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council podcast. And man, let me tell you what, we got ourselves a treat today, folks. We have a guest on who, uh, this is actually the first time we've spoken since we spoke very briefly at the Gateway Church Men's Summit, uh, connected there. As you guys know, the King's Council was uh, one of the, the main sponsors there, um, or at least, I don't know, I can't say main, I guess, but at least we, we had a, a booth there, right? We can right? say main. We can okay, say all right. main. <laughs> um, but got to connect with, with uh, Mr. Chris Griffin, by the way, I haven't even announced who I'm, I'm, I'm speaking with yet. Uh, and started to do a little due diligence and like, man, this guy's got it going on. He's got some successful businesses uh, in the renewable energy space. And I was like, we got to get him on this show. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Chris. Appreciate you being on, man. Thank you so much, man. I'm, I'm honored to be here. It's uh, It was an honor to have you all at Summit and you guys are doing terrific work. So it's just great to be here. Yeah, thank you, man. Absolutely. It's uh, I, I let's just start it off even talking about the, the summit. And I've, I've said this to pretty much everybody that I've spoken with that just the level of excellence that you guys operate at at, at Gateway. I'm sure it's just something from the, the top down that's just instilled there. But I was just even we were by a trash can and I swear, man, like every 30 minutes, somebody was coming over to take out the trash. And I was like, this is just like excellence. I, I, I just so appreciate that, uh, whether it's in the church or in the marketplace, just people that go above and beyond. So a props to you guys in that culture that you've created there. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I think you'll hear it around here a lot. I know uh, I know we talk about it on our team all the time. And that is, you know, the, the level at which you work is a representation of your workshop. Yes. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to honor the Lord. The Bible even says it, work unto the Lord. And so there are, uh, if, if you, you know, if you feel like you want to sort of just kind of get by, then what does that say is what you believe the Lord is blessing you with? Like, thanks a lot for nothing, Lord. Is that really how we think? No, right. <laughs> we are, we're grateful and we are so honored to be part of the kingdom and uh, and here at Gateway, you know, it's been it's a it's a it's a gift to get to work here, uh, which we don't really think of it as work. I think of it as it's more of a it's it's really a, an opportunity to serve, and and we get to honor the Lord. And if I'm honoring Him, you can bet we're going to give it our all. So. Yes, I love it, man. That's 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 phenomenal. So and just so everybody does know, your your 
essentially the head of, or you're the central men's pa- pastor. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so Gateway is one church in many locations. Yep. Uh, we've got actually 10 locations, 10 different campuses, nine of them in the DFW area, and then one in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Um, we've sent out and planted other churches, but those are all churches that are under the gateway umbrella. Uh, and I get to be the lead men's pastor for all of them. Um, there are, uh, uh, I, I ran the numbers the other day. I think there are 72,600 and change men in that group um, that call themselves members of that. Uh, I wish all of them went to church every weekend, Right, (laughs) but, uh, but the point is they've all been here at some point. They wouldn't be on the list if they hadn't all come to the organization and done something at Gateway in the last 30 days. So, so that's a good sign. Um, but, uh, but we get to be, we get to get to lead them. We have a men's pastor at each and every one of our campuses and those guys are fantastic. We couldn't do it without it, but, uh, but you know, I, I am a, I was one of them for, for six years at one of our campuses. Uh, and then, then they asked me to come into this role in, in 2020. And so I've been in here for about three years. Right in. Right. You So you came in in, in 2020. Uh, interesting time, I would imagine, yeah. to, to step into that role. Actually, December of 2019. And boy, you know, I was all excited for what I was stepping into for about 60 days. Right. <laughs> like, let's go like, get together. What happened? What happened? <laughs> but, but I will tell you, you know, and, and to that point, it's, it's uh, something that we were, that I was extremely adamant about the following year. But you know, we shut down for COVID. The whole planet shuts down, right? Right. Think what you want about why or what happened, and and we all have our personal opinions, right? Uh, but but the the truth is, the world shuts down, and we the following year, it's December of 2020, and we're heading into 2021, and we're starting to plan for the year. Of course, for everything, most places are still shut down, right? Yep. Florida's open. The, the the Texas governor is getting ready to say we're we're releasing all restrictions, but you know the whole rest of the country is still shut down. And I remember being in a meeting in uh, here at Gateway, and they're like, "Well, what are we going to do about Men's Summit?" And you know, and the and the Gateway Women's Conference, and then the, and then the Student Conference, and then the Gateway Conference. I'm like, we shut them all down last year, um, right when when they were about to happen. Um, and then the women's group said, we're, we're not going to do it. And nothing against them. Theirs was in February. It was two months earlier than ours anyway. Sure. And, uh, and I said, no, we're having it. We're doing it. We, we have to do it. And man, I got a lot of pushback. And, and rightfully so. I mean, the world was still shut down. There was sure. still a, a lot of concern. People were still dying. I mean, there was still stuff happening, right? So people, there was a lot of, uh, a, lot of a lot of questions. And, um, and we stuck to our guns. We're like, no, we're meeting. I'm like, I don't care if 10 people show up, we're having it. Right. right? And, uh, and we didn't sell out. I mean, uh, we, we didn't, we really didn't get to do a whole lot of advertising. And for about, for the first two months, there was a lot of questions and even, even hesitancy about, you know, who would come and speak and what could we do, et cetera. And uh, lo and behold, you know, come about March, all of a sudden a few things started to open up in 2021 and man, we were pretty happy that we had it on the calendar at that point because we ended up being the first conference that that Gateway did live um, coming out of COVID. And then after that, every single conference book, you know, every single yeah. one got back on the calendar immediately. Well, if men can do it, then we can do it. And right. you know, that was kind of part of the message I wanted to send. Who's going to lead us out of this 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 mm. debacle? The men. 
The yep. men are going to lead us out of this debacle. That's the way God created it. And we need to step up and do it. And we're going to do it right. And if we have to make adjustments for, you know, for the law, then we will, because we're submitted. But at the same time, we're going to lead out of this pandemic. And we yes. and and, and, it's, and we haven't stopped since. So it's been really a it was really a great thing. And um, you know, a lot of people wondered. <laughs> I mean, there are even people. You know, rumblings. So will 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 there ever be another conference? Right. With right. Like, like, I mean, do you, do you remember hearing that stuff? I mean, oh my gosh. Like, no yeah. one will ever gather again. We won't go to sporting events anymore. I mean, they're doing, they're having games, college games with nobody in the stands, and you're like, this is ridiculous. Like, right. So, you know, uh, somebody had to step up and just do it, and so I'm, I'm glad we did. It was the right thing to do and the right time to do it. Yeah, a hundred percent agree, man. I'm glad you guys did too. And if anybody's going to do it, it obviously has to be uh, certainly men, um, but certainly I think people of faith and of the church. Like, let's let's you know we're, we have to meet. We have, that's partly how we were created was to have relationship, obviously with our Creator, but uh, with other people as well. So, um, so 2021 went went well and then 2022 who'd you guys have speak who was your like headline speaker there in 21 in 21 there are a few different ones we had uh uh you know pastor robert came and spoke yeah. and we did it we, we i did an interview with him and we had crowder come uh oh, as nice. a, you know for for worship um we don't we we kind of don't do the the just do one headliner, right? Right. But we try to get like a whole bunch of really great speakers, right? Yeah. And and, uh, and we do that. We do it every year, and we mix it up. Sometimes we focus a little more on on worship. Sometimes we focus a little more on that. But you know, we had Timberlake come, uh, and he was great coming out of Florida. We had Tim Ross speak, and he was just he's always special. Uh, yeah. So we just had a, a real nice group, and and and. It was what gathering together again was really the key, right? We, we getting right. together at all. I mean, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, yes. uh, but let's get together and encourage each other uh, until the day we see him approaching. And, and I, you know, this is, this is part of what we do. We got, we got to step up and, and lead like that and, and agreed, you know, we as the church have such an opportunity to, to set the example. That yeah. you know, I don't. The, the culture is trying to set an example. It, it is not working. Like right. the 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 chaos and the fear and the and the worry yeah. that you find out there on this planet is just remarkable these days. And and it's so prevalent in the news and on social media and everywhere you go. And you know, at some point, who's got to just step back and say, "Wait, what's wrong with this craziness? Like right. this is not how we're created to live." Right. And and then, but it's one thing to say it. It's another thing, I think, Riley, for us to stand up and say, this is how you do it. Right? Yes. Let us show you how you can live a life that really is a life more abundantly than what you can even think or imagine. And you can do so in a way that is still excellent unto the Lord. You can still work your tail off and you can still raise your family in a good godly way. And you don't have to be terrified every time your kid walks out to go to school. You right. don't have to be scared that you're, you know, you're, you're going to drive down the street and get pulled over by a policeman who's going to beat you up. Like the, these things are not real. These are the dramatized events that are going on in the news. And yes, they are happening in the news. So I don't mean to say they're not real, but it's not the way God created us and right. to us to live. Like I have to think about that every single minute of every single day. That's not how we're created to live. We're created to live unto him. And that can be joyful and gentle 
and loving and kind and still strong and 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 taking back the kingdom the way yes. it was meant to be taken. So Heck yeah, I'm, I am so excited about what he really is doing. Uh, when you when you spend time in prayer, you get surround yourself by a bunch of other godly people. You actually see the goodness of God all over the place, right? right. And and so it's you know, we were talking about it just before we jumped on, right? Like this, there's a there's a, a special thing that he's doing out there. If you just tune into it a little bit, and, yeah. Uh, and I, I'm convinced uh, that I just get to see a tiny little glimpse, you, which makes me know that there's so much more that I can't think of or can't imagine, um, and and that's encouraging to me. Like that, yeah. that fires me up. I'm like, oh, I, I want to see more. Where is that? <laughs> the more, Lord? Let me, let me. Where else are you? You know what's what's that scripture? He says it's the the glory of the Lord to conceal things, but the glory of kings to search them out. Yes, like, man. I want to keep searching them out. Let's, yes. go find Let's go get them. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I love it. Absolutely. Complete agreement with that. Awesome. Um, yeah, man. It's so, so, it's so good. So obviously you, you have, you have this role uh, in within ministry, of course. And I, I'm curious, uh, you started out, you, you uh, were like a, a campus men's men's pastor, but also, I mean, you're a businessman. You've got you've got businesses that that you're running as well. How did that? Uh, which I, I absolutely want to hear about. But I'm curious too of like uh, how that kind of took place from like okay, you're running your businesses and now you're stepping into a role. I imagine it was just more volunteered at first, or I don't, I don't know. I guess if you could share with us just kind of maybe how that took place, and even now as you are technically like on staff, but you still run in your businesses. Like you, there's, it's both and right. Yeah, and and yeah. how do we operate like that? So take us through that, man, if you can. Yeah. Well, I've been, you know, technically on staff for eight years and I've been a volunteer at the same time. So, yeah. Um, I, uh, the, I don't get paid by the church, but I am on staff, yep. which was actually really confusing for HR. Let me just, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it genuinely was, it took, it took some doing, but you know, I mean, I've, I've been around some really good attorneys in my life and you could, you know, the, the, the law allows for a lot of things. You just have to, uh, you have to be creative and, you bet. um, and when the intent is right by all parties, then there really is no agreement. You can't, you can't get to right. Right. And the intent was right. I wanted to serve the Lord and they wanted to let me. And we, so we figured it out, right. Like it's, it's not impossible. Um, yep. That said, there are nuances. There are there are things. There are uh, uh, relationships and, and arrangements we've made to make sure that that works in a healthy way, because um, it would be really easy for that to go sideways if you're not careful. Sure. Uh, but the long and short of it is, I was, you know, I had my business, um, and I was, uh, uh, I got to Gateway, and literally like the first week I got here, I walked in, and I just noticed that it was like there was just a million people. I'm like, where is it? Where are all these people coming from? Yeah. And I was at just one of our campuses and I'm like, this, there's so much energy in this place. There's so much joy everywhere. What? There's so much life in this house. And I was immediately drawn to it. And, and, uh, you know, that, the only way to describe it is you could feel the presence of the Lord. Right. Mm. And it was clear. And it was, it was so stark from anywhere else I'd ever been in my life that I, it was, I was just immediately drawn. So I, came to Gateway for a, a few weeks, maybe a couple of months. And, and I was just kind of, my wife and I were coming, we were going to another church, but we just couldn't not keep coming back. So finally, one day we walked in, we said, you know what, we're done with this other church. It's not because we don't like them. I still love them to this day. And I still go visit friends of mine there. 
Uh, but the but we decided we were gonna we were gonna make it our church home. And as soon as we made that decision, that same day, I walked up to some guy with a badge in the lobby, and I'm like, "You guys look like you need help." <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, we do." And I'm like, "What do you need help on?" He goes, "We need help in the parking lot." I'm like, "Okay, I'll go." And I walked outside. They gave me a vest and a wand, and I was in the parking lot for the next three years. Um, uh, and I, I absolutely loved it. I still love it to this day. I volunteered the parking lot back in June for the kids event. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to the parking lot. That's all ministry starts in the parking lot. And, <laughs> and I absolutely loved it. Right. I mean, it was so much fun. Um, while I was out there, I ended up a deacon. And while I was a deacon, the staff approached me and they're like, you seem to be doing most of the men's ministry anyway. Do you want to be our men's pastor? <laughs> so, um, and I was, I was doing a bunch of stuff with men. I was organizing events. I was leading the charge to bring people to the summit because we were doing the summit back then. And I got to be pretty close with uh, Todd McIntyre, my predecessor, who I'm still very close with. And, and so we, I just, you know, I, I just started doing, I just, I felt in certain areas that, men really wanted uh connection they they just desired to be uh, to to be around people that were like them and i was like them because i was running a business and i was going through the same struggles of building a business and yeah you know i had a daughter who was in school and you know we all had all the challenges that came with raising kids and and so i just we were we were i was just part of the part of one of the congregation but I started meeting with guys and sitting down with them. And I started, you know, organizing a few guys to go here and go there. And it was just like, let's just go do something. Like we don't have to, we can meet at church, but we let's all go to lunch afterwards. Right. Or, yeah. uh, or, or Hey, let's have a group of guys go to breakfast and, and uh, we'll all pray for each other. And so we started doing little things. Lo and behold, of course, gateway's got a massive structure. So when they pulled me into that, um, you know, so they, I would just kind of speak my mind a little bit. Hey, what if we change this? What if we did that? What if we did this? And typical like, entrepreneur, man. Typical yeah. entrepreneur. <laughs> right. right. I could. I just couldn't help it. So, and uh, and it was so much fun, though. I, I I still love it to this day. I mean, I I I love being in the office. I love being around the team here. And you're right. There's an incredible level level of excellence by everybody. But but I've always done it as a volunteer. Um, and my business is something I've had a passion about for, you know, for 15, 20 years. And, and I've really enjoyed doing that. Uh, but to your, to your question, um, I look at it this way. Uh, I have one calendar. I am one person and it's all the same thing. All my work is unto the Lord, all my, whether it's in the church or it's in building a business, it's still unto the Lord. Uh, we named the business after, you know, the, the, a verse right out of Genesis. And, and I lead the business just like I lead the team here. I often tell people being a CEO makes me a better pastor and being a pastor makes me a better CEO. I can't tell you how many times I've sat down with my team in my office and had to pastor my team. Right. And, and likewise, I can't tell you how many times I've I've been, uh, you know, at my at inside of a, a ministry moment, and I've had to apply, you know, business principles to that. So mm -hmm. it happens all the time, and I don't think the Lord meant for it to be totally separate. Uh, I have no issue if the Lord calls anybody to one area or the other. For me, I've never felt like He's called me to anything but both, and. Uh, somehow he creates this time for me to spend this amazing time with my awesome wife, Summer, and my our amazing daughter, Autumn. We're going up to see her uh, this weekend. She's in college now. And, um, you know, we just, we, I feel like the, 
all the time I pour out into these two other areas, he gives me back for my family. Yeah. And, like I've never missed a volleyball game. I we have date night once a week. Like there's just like, I, I love spending time with my family. Uh, and it's just, a, it's just a real joy. And, and, and sometimes people are like, how do you do that? All? I'm like, I have no idea. I just do <laughs> like, yeah. I just like, I wake up in the morning, Lord, what do you want me to do today? I mean, I have a calendar. It's pretty full, but, um, but if he wants me to change it, I'm changing it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good. You know, and, and I got, I got to constantly think about that. And I feel like it's sharpened my ability to prioritize. Um, if you really sit down and look at your own calendar, your own timing, I would submit this to anybody on the planet. You will find so much wasted time. It's remarkable, right? Oh, yeah. It is remarkable. And the scripture says to redeem your time for the days are evil. Yes. What? So redeem your time. By the way, that's the title of uh, of Jordan Rainer's book. So redeem your time saying. because you're, because redeeming your time because the days are evil. And if you and if you think about that, what does that mean? It means the way I steward my time is absolutely essential. And I'm telling you, dude, the way I've stewarded my time, God has created more of it. Yes. And I can't explain it. Sometimes I'm like, how did I do all that? I don't even know. <laughs> like, yeah. Feels like I had 29 hours yesterday. Like, right. like it's not even possible. And and I don't feel stressed. I wake up fully refreshed every day. I'm ready to go. So, you know, the the, the volunteering at the church is just the Lord has created it such that I've he built my business for me and I get to steward it well. And therefore he's created, uh, you know, some, some, uh, the blessings that I get from my business such that I can volunteer and serve his, his sons. Yeah. That's great, man. Well, I, I'll tell you how you, how you, you get that time. It's you, you're seeking first the, the kingdom of God. Right. And, and yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing how everything else gets taken care of if that's your priority and uh, truly serving God and making, you know, not just money, but time serve you in that process by ultimately serving our creator. So I, th- that's incredible. Yeah, that's, so that's true. That's great. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes, man. A hundred percent. And I, I love we, so a couple things. First off, I don't know if anybody caught, but I'm just going to make mention of this. Your wife's name is Summer. Your daughter's name is Autumn. I love it, man. Like you just named them after seasons or you, well, not that you named your wife, but you just, uh, seeked after the, the season. So, <laughs> well, and you know, I typically introduce them as this is Summer, this is Autumn and I'm Christmas. Right. There we go. <laughs> now, you know, that's a little cheesy. I got it. But, you know, that is, I do say that sounds, my daughter tells me now it's a dad joke. It's probably true. That's all right. But, uh, Bunch of dads. But, you know, but you know, I, you know I'm, I, yes, I'm being a dad. That's right. Yes. <laughs> How old's your daughter? She's 20. 20. Okay. All right. So I have a 10 year old and I'm, I'm starting to get the eye rolls of my dad jokes. So I'm, yeah. I'm, oh, they, they only get, get stronger. I mean, they, they get more obvious too. Like as you, you know, right. Like sooner or later, they're not just eye rolls. Then they just literally turn around and walk away. Right. <laughs> There's no response necessary. Right. right. Exactly. That's great, man. Well, explain to folks and we got to talk a little bit before this, um, the, the meaning of first off, let's give them a background on your company. Cause it's pretty incredible. Um, and then the name of your company hover energy. Uh, I'd love for them to hear just kind of the meaning behind that. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> um, the, the, the name of the company is hover energy. Uh, we build, uh, microgrids. Uh, a lot of people say, well, what's that? Um, <laughs> right. they're, 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 they're actually what we call wind microgrids. 
Uh, it's the, the culmination of many years of R&D around a new type of wind turbine that it's magnetically levitated and magnetically powered. It's what's called a vertical axis wind turbine. Those big propellers you see out all over the country and yep. you know, the big white things that spin, those are horizontal axis. That's the, the, the way it's defined is what's the, the rotation is around what? Around a horizontal axis. That's, a, that's what a propeller looks like. Sure. Ours is a vertical axis. So it spins like a top, but it's, it's floating on a bed of magnets. And so we use the, we, we, the, the, the name of the company comes from Genesis 1-2, where it says the spirit of the Lord was hovering over the waters. Um, we wanted, of course, the Lord to bless the company. So we, uh, we dedicated it to him. We consecrated him. We actually turned the whole board gathered, took communion and, mm. and, uh, and submitted the name to him. And it was a little bit of a play on words because the, the product is literally hovering um, when it comes to the wind side. Now we don't just do wind; we do wind and solar and batteries. Um, and uh, you know, some people ask me, you know, have I always been a, a big green energy guy? Uh, I am a, a, a very much a, a conservative and a very fiscally conservative, and, and I never liked any of them, honestly. Uh, <laughs> which is exactly why I ran straight into it. Sure. Um, I, I don't like the fact that there was a time in my life where I sinned, but when I see him, I'm going to run over and try to help him. Yeah, and, and I feel like uh, even in um, even in in the in the execution of our initial business strategy ten years ago, eleven years ago, and even what we do today, um, this is all about stewardship. And mm-hmm. the Bible says the Lord has given us everything we need to live a godly life, and that includes power and energy. Uh, I always thought it was goofy, even though I've drilled wells myself. Uh, I always thought it was goofy that our entire planet was dependent on. Um, engines like that every the whole planet was revolving around petroleum I'm like that's just not a smart move right you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't re- put my entire life and and bet on one thing uh, when there are all these other things freely given to us um, so we should be freely receiving what is freely given I think it says and right, so right. we we but we're not and so my my statement I used to make all the time is uh, um, we're surrounded by sun, wind, water, and waste. We don't have an energy problem. We've got an energy conversion problem. Mm. So our, I set out to find ways to convert energy better. Um, and that could be better, uh, you know, better, just better engines um, that are converting fossil fuels into electricity, or it could be, you know, waste energy. The first four or five projects I did back in the early 2000s were around waste energy. Um, I mean, taking trash and, and turning it into some sort of uh, electricity. That's a really challenging thing. They still do it today, but the typical model is just burn it, right? Right. <laughs> not very helpful either. So, <laughs> so uh, but I, I, I found a wind technology that I really liked. We developed it. We spent a lot of money, a lot of time in the energy business, uh, in the R&D side of things to get there. And now we're putting wind turbines on top of buildings and in, in sites, hospitals, you know, uh, uh, small real estate developments or large real estate developments, if depending on which one, office buildings, really the commercial and industrial space, such that you can put a microgrid, wind and solar and batteries, uh, and maybe CHP at some point. We may, we haven't decided on that. That's combined mm-hmm. heat and power. But maybe so, it's any sort of power source onto a building all behind a meter such that the building doesn't have to draw from the grid at all. Yeah. And the, real, the real hope is that you would create what's called energy security, 
or energy independence, meaning if the grid goes down for any reason, in the United States, it doesn't matter much, but in just about every other country in the world, it does. To go to any island in the Caribbean, go to England right now, where the prices are 6x what they were in January, and go to go to any other European country in NATO having all these issues from the, you know, the, the invasion of uh, Ukraine. And, uh, and you'll find power prices are the number one topic on every t- radio station, every TV station, day and night, 24-7. Yeah. Um, so if you can create your own power, where you use it, why wouldn't you? Right. And and that is what we set out to do. I believe it's simply good stewardship. It's like me having a garden at home and cooking out of my garden. I don't yes. have to go somewhere to buy it. I, if the supermarket shuts down, I've got, you know, zucchini and tomatoes in the backyard. Don't worry about it. Like right. That's how farmers lived for years. That's how the, the, the planet works. I believe that's part of what the Bible says. I gave you the planet to steward it. And I think this is part of stewarding it better. Yes. I, I love it, man. It's in, incredible. Now, we, so I have a solar company. I don't know if, if you know that, but we do um, solar uh, throughout the country, but, but really all residentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I love what you're, what you're saying, like from a stewardship standpoint, however, residentially, it's like, we're still, we have to be attached to the grid at, at, you know, to for net metering and different purposes like that. But so what are you, you're saying you, you guys do a lot of business worldwide. Am I correct on that? Yes. Okay. So I, what are, I, this is me just totally being curious. <laughs> what are like, what's it, it like there in, in the other countries are, the, do they have the same type of system set up like, like us? Um, or can you truly be independent in, in other parts of the, the world? Sorry, great question. So, um, well, I got, and I, and let me tell you the answer. So one of the things that always drove me crazy about solar, no offense to your company, but it's the industry right. is yes. that if the grid went down, your solar panels didn't work. Yeah. Like, it's like, and, what's the point, that, right? And isn't that a head scratcher? Like, wait a minute. I thought we were getting power from the sun, not from the grid. Right. Yep. And, and so that for year, I mean, it's from 2007 and eight. I remember having this thought like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And so one of the things that we demanded in our, in our, uh, in our in our innovation, I mean, we have 36 patents for our, our in our business, and one of the things I demanded was that it had to operate independently mm-hmm. and, you know, it, at all times, uh, without any uh, sort of startup power, which a lot of a lot of these systems need. So when we actually went to go to market about two years ago, uh, we went, which was odd. This is in the middle of COVID, right? So here we are, 2020. We're about to go to market. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, you know, we're all shut down, and I'm like, we're going to market. <laughs> like, are you? What do you not know what's happening, Chris? And I'm like, no, we're going to market. So, so we called every electrical control company that makes you know, inverters. You probably handle with you deal with some of these guys. Yep. So we talked yep. to we talked to Enphase and Mitsubishi and Hitachi and mm-hmm. uh, and and you name the rest of them and ABB and Siemens and and the whole. Everybody, we even called Schneider and Johnson Controls and all these people who did building management systems and said, we just want to, we're just want to buy this part. Can you tell us where to get it? Because we're going to, we want to disconnect from the grid and keep our things running. Yeah. And like, well, uh, um, the, the, you can't buy that. Like, what do you mean you can't buy that? Like, it doesn't exist. And, and it, I was in shock. So I went back to our electrical team who are geniuses. And I said, you need to make it. Just create it. Yeah. Find a way to do it. Here's a battery, stick it in the bottom of a case and figure out how that thing 
can always be charged and you can always start the unit up and then make it run behind the meter with no help from anybody else. And they did. And so we created what we call an IEMS that nobody else has. Now, I don't think it's that hard to make, but nobody was forcing the issue until we sort of forced the issue. Yep. And even our friends at ABB, who's now a client, uh, if you may, you may know who they are, they make a yeah. big regen systems and all that. Uh, and they, they, uh, they even told, told me last week who, that we're selling systems to them. And they're like, no, you have to use our stuff. I'm like, what do you mean you have to use your stuff? No, you have to use our stuff. And I'm like, I can't use your stuff. You don't have it. And they're like, yes, we do. No, you don't. I mean, I'm arguing with the client, which, you know, which you don't do. <laughs> right. Uh, and and it, so it's just really funny that that people think that the, a lot of this stuff is just easy to get, easy access out there. And it just really wasn't. So you're you're operating in, in a system that is good. I mean, congratulations for, for what you're doing. Unfortunately, you know, it, it was kind of the only, maybe the only good thing from our business that came out of COVID. Our engineers had time to just do nothing right. to fix that issue. And out of it came a whole new product as part of our microgrid that now allows us, and we even trademarked the term islanded wind-powered microgrid. Islanded mm-hmm. meaning it can operate as if it's an island itself. And, and so now there's, so now we're bringing that around the world. Of course, everybody is probably going to copy it and we won't get the patent on that. They'll, someone sure. else will, someone else will get it, but it doesn't matter. It's out there now and it's possible. And, uh, and to your point, these, these other countries have systems, but nobody on the planet had a system like that until now and right. now it exists. And so it's, we're, we're getting a lot of attention. Um, but, uh, but more importantly, we're going to allow people to be independent, to have some energy security, to not be stressed out and not watch their bills run, you know, 6X like they did in the UK yes. literally this week. This yes. week, 600% from January to today in the United Kingdom. I mean, what? <laughs> it's a first world country. Right. Yeah, it's it's remarkable, man. I've got so many things going through my head right now. We're going to talk offline. Um, <laughs> I've, yeah, I've got a few projects that that uh, I want to talk to you about. So <laughs> let's do it. Let's do offline. It. I'd love to do it. Hey, and Tim, um, for all you, everybody listening out there, you run into somebody that you like that you might be able to do business with. Go do it. Yeah, or just invite them on a podcast, and then or yeah, or you can do that. We can try that too. <laughs> Oh, well, this is, this is cool. So obviously you have that going. Um, uh, did you have, uh, man, it seems like you must have a handful of employees with that. You're, I mean, you guys are, are, are cranking, you're busy with that, but you're still focusing on, on, I think my kind of one of original questions is like business, there's business, there's ministry, but what I loved, you said, man, it's like you wear, there's one hat. It's, it's Chris Griffin and not family guy, Chris Griffin. Right. I am a family guy, but not that guy. That, that, that guy, Right. Um, but it is a, like, that's who you are. And it doesn't matter, you know, where your feet are is who you are. And ultimately a representation an ambassador for Christ. Uh, and, and, you know, probably more so needed in the business world than in the church, you know, building, so to say, you know, not necessarily, but I mean, if we're, if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing is, is uh, obviously uh, making Christ known, but then making disciples uh, part of our, you know, commission to, to go do it's, it's incredible. It's not, you know, put different hats on in each role, each role, you may do different activities, but it's, 
you're still an ambassador for Christ, no matter what it is that you're doing or where you're at. So that's right. That's right. Well, you know, think about Paul. Paul said, you know, Paul's a tent maker. And he even, I think he's, he says, I, I, I want, why did that, someone asked him why he was a tent maker. He said, so I want to become all things for all people so that I can bring the glory of Christ to them. Yes. I can introduce them to the glory of Christ. And he didn't need to be. Right. Like yeah. he could have just walked with like the greatest, the one who writes, you know, two thirds of the New Testament. <laughs> right. And he was a, as learned as a Pharisee and, and, yeah. and it was as gifted as he was commissioned, walked with Jesus and was it was sent out to, you know, to go make disciples, but to do it in different in different uh, um, in different cities and to teach the Gentiles what was going on with Christ. Like there's so many things he could have done. He certainly would have been provided for. He didn't need right. to go work. Right. He didn't need to go sit down and earn a living, but he said, I do that so that he, not to be a burden on you, but so that he could open the door to people who were also working mm. to introduce them to Christ. And so I think, you know, it's so easy in this church world for us to get in this bubble of Christianity. And yeah. it's then it's so easy to get outside that bubble and be frustrated with everybody inside the bubble. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, church, church, this church, that that church doesn't do this. That, you know, OK. What's the church? The church is just full of people, right? Yep. So, you know, you're going to jump in the middle and and be part of it. But what I think there's there there we need to have better bridges between the two. And like you said, it's one. I got one calendar. I'm one person, and I go back and forth between the time I spend in doing one or the other. Uh, I'm sitting in my church offices now. I just got off a conference call with my team that is doing a presentation to a real estate developer on Monday. Like, I, you know, one hour to the next, it changes. It just depends. And I have to refine my ability to prioritize what needs to happen on any given day. Um, and yet that makes my life full. And I end up in opportunities where I get to share uh, I get to share the gospel in the middle of a business presentation and pray for people and encourage them and then bring the glory to them, just like Paul said he did while being a tent maker. So yeah, um, it's, you know, good. I, it's a, it's a gift. It, it, it really is a gift to get to do it. I, I'm, 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 I have, you know, the, one of our, uh, our, they're number two at Gateway, but, you know, Pastor Robert's right-hand man, Pastor Todd Lane came by the office just a couple hours ago and he said, you know, dude, what are you doing here? I'm like, dude, I love being here. Like, this is a, it's an honor that you guys even let me do this. Like, this is great. <laughs> like, are you kidding? Some places would be like, nope, sorry, you got to sign here on this contract. We got to pay you and, you know, oversight right. you and HR you and, you know, run through you through your reviews. They give me a lot of flexibility. So, uh, you know, kudos to the house and to the people that, that lead this charge. Thank you. I'm so grateful to Pastor Robert and the team because they let somebody who can be a volunteer lead our men's ministry. And yeah. uh, that's, 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 that's a remarkable thing that they're, that they're willing to go there. So, uh, so I honor that as best I possibly can. What's up guys, Riley Meek here with the King's Council, and I need you to listen up here. We are hosting a kingdom business advancement event, October 21st and 22nd in Jacksonville, Florida. So if you're looking to level up your relationships or accelerate your business or your career, maybe you're just looking to break through some of those barriers that have been holding you back, then this is an absolute must-attend event. We're going to be networking with high-performance individuals. we got business owners, CEOs, executives, entrepreneurs all throughout the country, and we have all one thing in common a burning desire for more. Now, we're going to be laying out the exact blueprint that has allowed me to start and scale 
eight separate companies. We're talking eight of these guys, every single one of them from zero to seven and eight figures within the very first year of each. This has generated us over really close to $200 million over the past decade. But here's the deal, guys. Money ain't everything. Now, if you don't have enough of it, it quickly becomes our everything. Believe me, I've been there. I've done that. And because of that, there's one thing that I've learned. Money only makes us more of who we already are, which is why I am on a mission to teach God's proven framework, not only to create and develop a kingdom-focused business, but to step into your true calling, to help create wealth, and most importantly, keep Christ at the center of everything that we do. And by implementing this blueprint, you're going to realize that you no longer have to actually choose between family and business. You don't have to sacrifice one for the other. Guys, we are so blessed to live in this country. Regardless of your political views, we are blessed beyond belief to live in this country, which comes with a great responsibility. And because of that, I want to call you out personally individually as you're listening to this right now, if you're ready to step up and to be the spouse that you were created to be, to be the father or the mother that you were created to lead and to become that entrepreneur that you know that you were destined to be, if you're ready and if you're willing to truly step into that that role of kingdom entrepreneurship, kingdom, God's rule and reign as an entrepreneur who's willing to undertake the task at hand that I want to meet you in person. And I want to invite you out October 21st and 22nd, Jacksonville, Florida. So if you're ready, text the word kingdom to 727-472-3860. Grab your ticket today. It's only 97 bucks, guys. It's limited seating on this thing. No doubt we're going to sell out. So take action. Life's about choices, and this event is going to be next level. Life-changing for those that decide. Again, text the word KINGDOM to 727-472-3860. I look forward to meeting you there. I would love to just kind of maybe walk through how you prioritize your uh, your day, uh, or maybe even t- we call it in, in the King's council. We take people th- through what we call our DNA blueprint. But part of that is creating your non-negotiables based upon your core values and your mission, your vision, your, your ultimate purpose. Um, and one thing that I really, that I, I mean, I've, I've di- been diving into to Genesis just so much, uh, in work. I'm writing a couple books, uh, and a lot about, you know, creation and, and, uh, obviously, but how it, how it relates to entrepreneurship. And one of the things that really interested me was, you know, after the end of each day, it, it always says, then there was evening, then there was morning, you know, when, when God was creating. And I, what I kind of thought with that was like, it's interesting that it always says there was evening, then there was morning. Um, and one thing that kind of hit me on that was like, man, it makes my next day so much better when there's evening first, like I'm, I'm taking through the evening, I'm going through my, my prioritization list. I'm, I'm making mapping things out. So the next day I don't have to think about what I'm going to do or what's priority number one or what my negotiables are versus my non-negotiables. Cause I've already, I already did it the evening prior. And that's something that I've done, but I would love to hear, man, how do you do that from a prioritization standpoint to truly, again, back to what we said before, make time serve you so you can ultimately serve God in the process. 
Yeah, that's a great question. I love it. I would love to ask it right back to you. You just gave me a little glimpse. Um, but I, I would say this. I mean, I, um, uh, I have found, and this is this is me, and everybody's different. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, again, Jordan Rainer's book talks. He gives a thousand examples on this. Some of them are really funny about the way people kind of steward their time. But, but to me, I, I, I don't think I steward my time first. I think I steward my priorities first. Okay. Like I, I, I think about the, the, the things that are happening and which one needs to have attention right now, yep. immediately from me. Um, and so I'll look at my calendar and there's a lot of things. So I, I get a lot of things scheduled as I tell people when they, whenever they send me an invite, I'm always going to respond. Maybe sure. like so that it lands on my calendar and then I could review it. And so I, I'll take time to look at the week ahead, two weeks ahead, sometimes, and, you know, and every once in a while, it just totally gets blown up by some emergency, right? Like, yep. like you know, about a month ago, I had to <laughs> had to suddenly go to England, like, you know, over the, I found out at three o'clock, I was on a plane by six, you know, that kind of wow. stuff. Wow. But one of those type of things. And then all of a sudden, you don't have time to even talk to people. Like, and so there's some craziness like that, that, that can happen. Um, and you just got to pray that there's grace out there, right? Uh, and and yep. hopefully you're giving enough that you'll actually get some back. So, um, but I would say it this way, that by by looking at the priorities first, um, then I can make sure that there's time for those and you, and you make, and you ensure that those times are there. I, and I, every morning I'm up and I'm with the Lord for at least an hour and a half, every day. Mm-hmm every single morning. Um, and as I, as I was telling somebody just the other day, the busier I've gotten the meaning, the more, I don't like the term busy at all. Uh, I, but the, the more productive I've become, uh, the more time I have to spend with the Lord. Like I, I need his guidance. I need to sit down and go, okay, Lord, I, have I got this right? Like, I'm not perfect at scheduling my priorities. I've just gotten better at it, right? Yeah. Maybe it means I was really horrible once upon a time because I tend to, I seem to be apparently by other measures pretty good, but there's still days when I'm like, do I have this right? And I've got to go to him and him say, you've got this right. I've got to get that feedback from my heavenly father. And if I don't, like, I'll be out of sorts that day. Yeah. So I have to spend that time in the morning. And sometimes I'll be in the middle of asking that question and he'll tell me something that I didn't even want to talk about. Right. Like, right. and those are the moments that, that I feel so inspired because he, I feel like if he doesn't address my question at all, then I'm thinking about my priorities wrong <laughs> mm, yeah. because, because I'm like, Hey, are these right Lord? And he's like, and he's like, did you call your brother? Like what? No, I'm talking about my schedule today. And he's like, yeah, did you call your brother? Like, no, I haven't called my brother. <laughs> and he start having this conversation. So I would say that, you know, I have a plan. I really do. And I, and I get up and I, and I, and, and I, sometimes I do it the night before, typically Sunday afternoon. I like to look at my whole week yeah. and kind of think it through first so that if I have to shift something, I can do that. Uh, most often I don't, but you know, I lead a group every Tuesday. I lead prayer on Thursdays and Fridays. Uh, I still lead those groups, even if there's only three guys there or 40 guys there. It doesn't matter to me. I'm just, yep. I'm going because yep. the Lord's speaking to me. And, and I feel like I, 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 by pressing in, seeking him first in those moments, he will guide me. Of course, I had to learn from him first and learn to hear from him well mm-hmm. before that really happened more noticeably to me. And that I know that's not easy for every man. I think I spend more time helping guys hear from the Lord than I do in guiding them with with my counsel. 
right? Yeah. Um, I would love to say, hey, this is what you should do. Then tell me your problem and I'll answer it for you. But, right. you know, that's not my job. It's his. Um, yes. If you want to share it with me, I'd be happy to offer you my opinion, but you should still ask him first. <laughs> yes. Um, and, yes. and, you know, and so I feel like there's um, there's a, there's a, I focus on the priorities. I tend to start on Sunday to think about that. And then every morning I ask him first, do I have this right? And, That's and good. allow myself to be wrong. And, and, and if it's, if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll call someone and say, Hey, look, man, I got to shift this today. Yep. Yeah. That's good, man. It's so good. And I think with that, it's what I th- you'd, you'd mentioned. It's uh, you know, it wasn't that way initially, but that happened through s- consistently spending time with him. Right. If it's, oh, yeah. it's not something, so I think so many men, it's just like, we want this transactional relationship whether it's sometimes with our spouse. Right. Uh, but yeah. definitely with God, it's like, yeah. God, tell me what to do. Or I'm calling my friend. Like I need a word. Tell me you got something for me. And it's like, dude, you got to actually spend time with God, spend time in the Bible. Uh, and oftentimes he'll speak to you through his living, breathing word of God. If you're actually spending that time with him. Yes, yeah, so. no doubt. And I, you know, and I think it's particularly Christians who are spending a bunch of time in church. We put so much pressure on ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to go spend time with Lord, and I'm going to expect him to give me 50 things. And right. what ends up happening is I sit down to spend time with God, and in, 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 in a minute, I'm writing down stuff that I want. Yeah, I haven't even tended, taken the time to listen. He may yeah. want me to sit there for 10 minutes without saying a word before he says one thing. But yeah. that one thing will change my day and maybe my life. If I just wait to hear it and we put this pressure on ourselves, especially in this day and age that I need to hear from something and I need to hear it now. And I don't make space. I have to make space, even as in all the craziness that I get to do, that is just a gift of this abundant life. I get, I have to make space for him and I have to pause or I'm setting myself up for a failure. And I need, and I know that. And, you know, I think that's a combination of doing that and and then, you know, stepping out, I still got to do stuff during the day and I maybe heard nothing from him. So there's some trial and error too there, right? Like right. <laughs> I'm going to make mistakes and I got to give myself a break that I'm not going to get it perfect every time, but I got to know that I'm doing my best. I'm trying my best and I'm going to do give it my all as best I possibly can. And if I'm a little bit off, I got to be ready to go, okay, maybe I should have done that a little better. And, right. you know, and, and I got to, and I got to be okay with that. Right. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to feel guilty or ashamed or, or, or unworthy because I'm not performing to some standard that's arbitrary anyway. Right. Right. Uh, none of us are, we all fall short of the glory. Yes. So just yeah. you know, get over yourself. Right. Absolutely. That's good. <laughs> I've read, I, j- I just read, man, probably a week or two ago, I forget who they were even referencing, but um, it was, you know, really a lot, some of it was about time management and, it was like, man, I don't have enough time to get all these things done. So I have to spend at least three hours in prayer. And it was just like the opposite of what you would think where it's like, I don't, most, most of us are like, well, I don't have time. God, like, you know, I'm busy God. And and so you, you know, and he's like, I view it no different than the tithe or, you know, from a financial standpoint, it's that act of obedience that when, you know, we can operate on 90% way more efficient than the hundred percent, right. By just obediently giving back to him, what's already his number one. Um, But it's just, I can, countless times give testimonies of, of how that's been, uh, uh, it just has, has happened in my own life. But then now as I'm seeking him more intentionally with time and, and really 
I don't even know if it's management is the right word, but it is just seeking first him and knowing that everything else gets taken care of. So I, yeah. I mean, I think you hit it on the head. Like you're not negotiable as you got an hour in the morning, like yeah. everything else can happen, but right. no chance. Am I missing this out? You know, this time with him, because that's how, uh, you know, you call it your, con- con- your consulting God on that of like, here's my list, God, but what else you got for me today? Yeah, no, it's exactly right. And, 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 and immediately with, you know, combined with that same thought is, even though that's my non-negotiable, I know there's some days not going to happen. Like, right. it just like, I, I wish it could happen like that every day. That's my focal point. I know, though, on the days when I don't do that, it just doesn't go as well. Right. Yeah. And it and it's and it's okay if I missed it. Like God's not mad at me for not spending the time with him. He right. knows that I had to be up at four o'clock that day and I didn't go to bed until 10. So it's not good for him or me or anyone else that I get up at three and spend the time. And like he knows. So right. yeah, I don't need to explain it to him. And he's mm-hmm. operating in eternity. So my one hour on one day of the whole year <laughs> is really irrelevant to him. And, right. and yet he wanted to do it, but it's okay. Right. And and so Anyway, I, I, I would my uh, I heard a great quote just the other day that's an old one and I, I just never heard it before from, uh, you know, the, the famous Charles Spurgeon. Yeah. Um, and it follows on my, on the heels of my favorite verse, which not my life verse, but it's my favorite verse, which is Galatians 525. If we are the live by the spirit, then let us keep in step with the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, oftentimes I wonder, well, how do you do that? Uh, Spurgeon says this. He goes, I <laughs> He goes, rarely do I pray for a full five minutes, but rarely do I go five minutes without praying. Mm, Meaning, if I'm going to keep in step with the Spirit, I need to be forever petitioning the Spirit. Are you there? What do you have to say to me? Is this good? What do you got in this meeting? I mean, I would invite you to say this. If you're in a meeting and you're not talking, I hope you're asking the Holy Spirit what you should say next. Yes. Yes. So good. That's simple. <laughs> it's so good, man. It, that in my, uh, just prayer time this morning, and I've been reading through well, Ezra and then, uh, and Nehemiah and that hit me so hard this morning. Like this is so weird that you're even saying this because it was, uh, Nehemiah in the situation, like in the verse, he's like literally conversing with the King and, and he goes, so I prayed and then I answered the King. It's like, I was like, Oh snap. Like he pray. He was like prayer praying in this, as he's conversing, I was like, that is unbelievable. Um, so now that yeah. you just said that, man, that's like amazing confirmation too. <laughs> well, I, and it, and it, but it's, you know, it's just not, it's not easy to do. Right. Like, right. <laughs> like if you're, if your brain's engaged and you're thinking about the topic in front of you and how are we going to do this? If you're planning mm. on doing this podcast and you're like, okay, so here's the schedule. Who's got the agenda? What are we going to do? Like in the middle of that conversation, even with yourself about what you're doing and what you're writing down and typing and, and discussing yeah. at what point do you go, okay, Lord, wait a minute. Is this right? Do you yep. like this? Is this yeah. like, like, hopefully that's the kind of conversation that we're having as, as, as believers, as followers of Jesus, as just like Jesus did, he's constantly bringing his father into the conversation. Are we doing that? Because here's the point. If we're to go and make disciples, yes. what are we discipling them to do? Right. Mm. <laughs> and if we're not modeling that behavior actively in our day, whether it's, whether it's what we call, you know, uh, you know, cultural work, 
or whether it's work in the kingdom, whether whether with this conversation, it's all the same thing. Whatever it is we're doing, we are modeling for someone else to do. So yes. shouldn't prayer and conversation with the Lord throughout be part of that model um, rather than just pray in the morning for that hour that I that is my non-negotiable and then I'll come back to you tomorrow. Right. right. Like, like that's probably not the way he designed us. Like, right. He designed you to spend an hour with me every day and then ignore me for 23 and come back tomorrow. Right. Right. Like, and, and so, you know, I, I mean, I jokingly say it like that. It's a little, maybe a little uh, 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 stern about it, but, but I really do believe this, this ongoing life in, uh, as a Christian is one that is full of abundance, but it's one in which we want to, and we need to stay fully submitted to him all day, which means asking him questions. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. Intentionally spending that time, not just in that, that one hour, but throughout the day. It's, it's so yeah. good. Chris. Love exactly, it, man. man. And then, and you know, no one, no one's perfect at it, but Jesus. Right. So someday I'll ask him, dude, why don't you help me get better earlier? Like, <laughs> but, but for now, you know, I'm just glad I'm improving a little bit every day. Right. Right. <laughs> That's good. Oh man, this is good. I can't, I've just looked at the clock and I was like, We've been chatting for a minute. I wouldn't even realize, but yeah, look at that. <laughs> so, um, let us know, man. What what's what's going on next in in your world, or maybe Gateway Church? Any any fun stuff coming up that we should be attuned to, or uh, maybe you know even in business, what what you got going on? Let us know, oh, man. Anything? Oh, dude. Well, you know, here, so here's my here's my list of fun things that are happening right now. Cool. So um, this year, the men's team approached the women's team and said, you're half the church and so are we. We should do a marriage conference. <laughs> so <laughs> so we've created a marriage conference. So we're, we're fully involved in that right now. And I'm super excited to do that at the end of October. Uh, what, uh, what, a, what a lot of fun we're going to have. We're going to sh- change it up. We're going to force husbands and wives to talk to each other about really hard stuff right in front of us. <laughs> I mean, we're going to kind of shake it up a little bit. Uh, not your, not your grandpa's marriage conference. I'll promise you that. And, uh, uh, and, and it's going to be great. And at the same time on my business, we're, we're installing product with the UK ministry of defense. That's a lot of fun. We're doing a ton of work in Puerto Rico and Bermuda and, and a bunch of the islands in the Caribbean. Mm. Uh, and so that's, that's bringing a lot of, a lot of time and energy and, uh, you know, my daughter's a junior in college. And so we're, we're planning on going up there almost she's, she goes to school in Arkansas. So we're going to go up to, up to see her maybe, maybe every other weekend this semester. Um, yeah. you know, we got about two years left of this and then we're probably never going back. So we might right. as well, might as right. well do it now, at least till there's grandchildren, which she can wait a little while on that. So, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, but it's, it's, a, it's a really fun season. It's just a lot, a lot of fun, great activity going on. Uh, I have an absolute amazing team. I will tell you, uh, there's no chance that that you, you I could steward what I steward without an unbelievable team, yeah. uh, both in the business side and on the ministry side. And, you know, and, and when it comes to the family, thank God for my wife, because, boy, if it weren't for her, uh, actually, none of it would happen um, because right. she, she keeps me in line and, and she's not afraid to tell me. So, you know, <laughs> so yeah. it makes uh, it makes for a great day. Um, and and we so there's a lot going on. Uh, I really see uh, we're in the middle of buying a solar company right now. So we got to talk uh-huh. about that offline. We're about, yeah, to, cool. we're about to close on that transaction in about two weeks. Um, and we're going to acquire them wholeheartedly and all 11 of their people. So we're excited about that awesome. uh, on the business side. And, 
And then on the ministry side, we're about to tackle some gateways going to create a, a whole uh, a whole new internally curated uh, program on on how men can tackle lust in a, in a way that mm. um, that comes from uh, from our pastoral staff. And so we're about to track that down. Um, yeah. And there's some good stuff out there. But and, and, and we run with we have some programs here that we use, but we're going to create our own over the next year or two. So there's a lot cool. of good, a lot of things that we're really that we're really diving into. I can't wait for summit next year. I hope you guys come back. It's going to be yeah, we're planning absolute home run. We're we're we are already you know we're already well past the the how many we sold out last year as you know you know yeah almost, almost three weeks ahead of plan so ahead of schedule which that had never happened before so we fully anticipate that's going to keep happening and and so we're we're getting excited right. next april so love so it yeah, there's, there's plenty to do man but i'm excited this year for us as men of the one true king mm. to finish 2022 on such a strong note yeah. that we come charging into 2023 like okay god what do you got for us next that's right. my that's my hope for all of us men who are children of the, of of the lord god almighty that we would think about this season with september now we got the rest of the year i think this close of this year is is an opportunity for us to lead this planet better step up and say look this is how you get to live life not what culture tells you not what you watch on the news not what you see on social media watch us this is how you live life and i think we get to step up and lead in a a really encouraging and loving way and say come on let's go this is supposed to be encouraging and loving let's do this and uh, and i think we can close the year out like with that mentality and charge into next year so uh, I'm just fired up, dude. I'm ready to go. Yes. I love it, man. Absolutely. I am in the same boat. And so, and for sure, we are, pl- are planning on uh, being back there for, for men's summit. Um, I believe we've, I mean, we verbally at least talked of with uh, your, right, your I'll staff make, there. I'll make sure it happens. So you cool. know, we'll make sure you're there. Yeah. We had a good time. We had, man, I think we had like seven or eight guys that flew in and we're serving. Yeah, it was, it was a great time and made some great, great relationships there. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I've, I've seen some stuff on the marriage conference coming up. So that's exciting, man. In October. Yeah. So, um, we'll make sure that we'll, we'll put some links to that stuff in the show notes for, for everybody to, to get oh. more information on this stuff, no doubt. Um, but man, this has been fun. I'm, I'm excited to talk with you more offline, but maybe yeah, we can we have need, you back. We need um, to do that. We need to go yes. online. We may need we to go get, get lunch or something. Podcast over with so we can get, we can talk more. So that's, yeah, <laughs> no, I podcast. This is great, but, but you know, we'll, 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 let's go, let's go sit down and talk, break bread and talk business. We will do it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate being on the show. Oh, I, I honored to be here. You guys are doing great work, man. Keep it up. Congratulations uh, on what you've done so far. And I see some big things coming for you, brother. I'm excited. Yes, yes you and I both. I'm excited. Come yes, on. Sir. <laughs> right on. We'll see you, Chris. All right. We'll talk soon for sure. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. For more information on the King's Council and becoming the CEO of your own life, visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today. You can also follow us on Instagram at kingscouncilcoaching. We'll see you next time.